The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, AJ Salveson on a Thursday. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you have good plans for the weekend. It's coming up before you know it. It's a, so we're Thursday, so we're mostly there. Uh, some big news coming out today. A couple different things we want to touch on. Uh, big news on CashValleyDaily.com breaking this afternoon. First to report it that charges against Jordan Love, Sean Carter, and Gerald Bright have been dropped. Prosecutors with the Cache County Attorney's Office decided to dismiss the charges in Logan City Justice Court. They decided they didn't have enough evidence to go forward. Uh, you'll remember the charges came out and uh, it was reported right before Utah State went to their bowl game. Actually, the team had left uh, when the announce when the uh, the story broke uh, in mid December as Utah State was heading to. Uh, Texas for their bowl game. But a um, couple of the attorneys are, are uh, Cash County, different people from the Cash County Attorney's Office are quoted in the story saying they just didn't have sufficient evidence to move it forward. So they're going to dismiss the charges. Uh, there was a track and field athlete that was involved, Ilani Rice. And there are still charges for her to move forward. She still faces a uh, one count of possession of alcohol by a minor, and she's scheduled to appear in court in early February. Uh, Utah State University uh, athletics program was reached out to for a statement. They declined to uh, to issue a, a statement, but uh, we all know what Gary Anderson had to say at the football at the bowl game press conference about the news. He said, and I quote. I just hope at the end of this whole thing that those people can have the same miserable miserable day that those kids had when these articles came out. It's highly irritating to put kids in this setting, in this situation, at a bowl game, and to have them go through those hours and those times just because somebody told somebody something that obviously wasn't completely correct. So, charges have been dismissed um, for Gerald Bright, Jordan Love, Sean Carter, and... They can move forward, feeling good that uh, yeah the record's clean and there's nothing going on there. It doesn't dismiss or make anything vanish with the emotions and the roller coaster these guys went on uh, for the last month. But um, certainly, it's got to make them feel better that these charges are dismissed and um, that they can go forward. So anyway, that's uh, all the details on CashValleyDaily.com. You can check that out. And uh, the news uh, of those players in the charges that have been dismissed by the uh, local uh, Cash County Attorney's Office. Uh, other news for Jordan Love. Good Man, it's been a pretty good day for Jordan Love. That Those charges got dismissed. Uh, Pro Football Focus has ranked him as the number one quarterback in the practices going on this week ahead of the Senior Bowl. And, man, there's a lot of attention on the Senior Bowl. A lot of NFL scouts, a lot of analysts. And as a result, Jordan Love is getting tremendous praise for how he's handling himself and how he is playing and how he is practicing. 
But there's also news today that he has been selected to participate in the 2020 State Farm All-Star Football Challenge. That's coming up next week. It'll be Friday, January 31st in Arlington, Texas. They're at uh, where the Cowboys play. And it's basically it's a skills competition. And it's not very many players get invited to this. No, no. Very it is few. a very select crowd. Which is really awesome. And that tells you exactly what everyone thinks of Jordan Love so far. Ooh. Talk the, to me. the NBA All-Star starters are being announced. Now? Right now. Well, As we speak. One thing at a time, world. We're we'll, just trying to keep up with it. We'll get to that in one moment. But first, to finish this thought about Jordan Love, only 24 of college football's brightest stars will participate. They'll be divided into six teams based on their college conference. So each team will consist of four players from the same conference. And uh, there, there's a ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC. And then they call it the four of the best players outside of the Power Five, which will be called the wild card team. So Jordan Love makes it on this wild card team. <clears throat> Good for him. That's cool. That's going to be fun. When is that, by the way? Do you know? It is Friday, January 31st, 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Okay. It'll be televised. Yeah, I'll have to watch that. That's awesome. Yeah, they're going to run him through a couple different events uh, and challenges. It's a timed event, and then there will be a full team event. There'll be individual winners, and then they'll have a cumulative score for the winning team. So the quarterbacks... They'll have their own kind of competition that they do. Um, so, anyway, some of the events that they do is an accuracy competition for quarterbacks. Uh, there's an obstacle course, a strength challenge, and a hands competition. And then they compete as a team in some other competition. Oh, my gosh, that all-star list. Whoo! Okay, so the NBA... As uh, the voting for the All Star Game concluded on was it Monday or Tuesday? Yeah, earlier this like week. That, yeah, and they're just now releasing the top vote getters. So the starters. So these are the top vote getters in the Eastern Conference. The top vote getter who will be the team captain? Take a wild guess there. <laughs> Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. To nobody's surprise. Uh, the other starters, though, this is what's interesting. Pascal Siakam. That doesn't surprise me. Good for him. Yeah. That's awesome. He's earned it. Joel Embiid, Kemba Walker, and Trey Young. That surprises me. How does a guy on one of the worst teams in the NBA make the all-star team? That That's not sitting with me. Now, I mean, his his stats are overwhelming. He's I mean, 29 points per game, almost nine assists. Shooting marks are really good considering his volume of three steady shoots. Uh, but you can't be the worst defensive player in the league on a team that is the worst team in basketball or second worst record in, I guess, going into the All-Star break. And when, where's Jimmy Butler? The Miami Heat are the number two team in the yep. East. So my question is, but I guess when you look at it, remember, the All-Star game doesn't give a 
flying rat about your defensive stats. No. They want to know if you can shoot a three All from the logo. offense. So I think that's why Young got it. Now, he's a great offensive player, uh, even though he's a sinkhole on the other end, to say the least. Simmons, on the other hand, is a very good offensive player, and he's a great player on defense. But at the same time, uh, I think Simmons, who will probably be a defensive player of the year candidate, I don't think he fits into the all-star mold in this regard. He'll be a reserve. He'll come off the bench. Um, but little surprise that he didn't make it. And Jimmy Butler's, I didn't think about Jimmy Butler. He's got to be ticked right now. He'll, he'll probably be named. I mean, he'll be named, but dude, so you're telling me that Trey Young starts over him? (laughs) That's what's so ridiculous. And by the way, do you know who else we're missing on this list? Kyrie Irving. He did not start. Yeah, but he's missed a lot of the season because of injury, so I'm not totally surprised by that. Are you okay with Kemba making the list? Yes. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that, I mean that's a gutsy move to go from Charlotte to Boston and replace Kyrie Irving and then right, still the be king? as productive as you are. Things were going well. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, again, your starters... Uh, as Eric has uh, already said, uh, Giannis, Pascal, Jill Embiid, Kemba Walker, and Trey Young. No Jimmy Butler. Wow. Uh, East. Hey, are what still about Bradley Beal? And remember, it's just because you are a. That doesn't mean that's going to be the team that you see for representing the East. There's no longer East versus West. They name the starters. They they. Name who the captains are, and then they go and select whom who they want on their teams. Yeah. Um, do you think? Okay, so Bradley Beal doesn't make it. Is he a reserve? Yes or no? Because there's only so many guards you can have on this list. Like Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler is not on there. Uh, Kyrie uh, Irving's not Beal, on there right now. I don't know if Bradley Beal makes it. Um, he may not. Be honest. John Wall's out. Right? Am I am I crazy or is he back in? John Wall is out. I don't uh, think he makes he, the all-star team. I think he's been hurt. I don't Okay, so I don't see him making it. Yeah, Washington is 14 and 29. I don't I don't see it. I don't uh, see it awesome. happening. All right. Well, holy cow. I mean, it's just crazy like Pascal Siakam, right? In fact, there was a tweet out by somebody who just said Pascal Siakam played basketball starting 8 years ago. Eric, eight years ago, two years ago, I guess, yeah, two years ago, he was Toronto's 11th man, and now he's an all-star starter today. It's an incredible team that is cooking in the Eastern Conference. He played at New Mexico State, flew under the radar, was a great uh, teammate alongside Kawhi Leonard in that championship run. And uh, now he's the featured one of the featured athletes there in Toronto. Really hasn't stepped out too much after losing Kawhi Leonard. They're still they're right in the hunt. They're uh, just a game behind Miami. They're the number three team in the East. Okay, so give me your projection of starters on the Western Conference team. LeBron, you'll be the captain. Sure. Luca. Okay. Anthony Davis. Yep. 
That's three. Um, Boy. Then it's going to be interesting after that. You think Damian Lillard is a starter? Nope. That's me, though. I'll give you my five here. Man, for the starters in the West. I don't know, because there was some really stupid voting going on in the West. That's definitely true. Yeah, with that uh, one Lakers player, Caruso. He was in the top ten of voting. Boy, Ajay, I'm having a hard... Oh, well, uh, Kawhi Leonard. He'll be a starter. I would imagine he'd be a starter. Um, James Harden will be the other one. That's who I have to. I have Davis, LeBron, Harden. Uh, Luke is going to start. And uh, Kawhi is going to start as well. Yeah. Kawhi will start. I was kind of debating between him and Russell Westbrook, but... In fact, I was actually thinking about taking out James Harden and putting in Russell Westbrook. Really? You'd put Westbrook in there? Over Harden? Ahead of Harden? Yeah. Wow. Harden just shoots a lot, man. What's the difference? Rudy Gobert just tweeted, Why is Jimmy not listed as a guard? What's Jimmy listed as, then? Yeah, what is he listed as? Uh, Good Question? I don't know what they listed him as. There's, let's see. Nope. I don't know where, I don't know what he's listed as. We see something that we missed? Huh. Huh. I don't know. Anyway, we'll continue to monitor that for the rest. Does Rudy Gobert make the reserves? I think Rudy does make the reserves. I think he does. Does Donovan Mitchell make the reserve? The way the team has been playing over the last two months, especially, does Donovan Mitchell make the reserves? Yep. That actually might be more challenging. That's exactly what I was about to say. I think Rudy's more of a lock than Donovan Mitchell now is because Cat was out with the injuries, right? That takes him out of the running. Uh, You ain't going to take JaVale McGee this year for for heck's sake. So, yeah, I I have... Don, yeah, I think I, you, uh, Nikola Jokic and, uh, and Jokic and is the other one. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. I think those are probably your your two reserve centers. Yep, uh, I, I think. But at the guard position, shooting guard position, Booker, a lot Brandon of Ingram players. can make it, and Chris Paul probably. Honestly, Chris Paul will probably make it. He's got that team in the playoff race, and he's a big reason why. That's a good point. But Paul George and Carl Anthony Towns have missed major games, major minutes. I have Gobert over them. Mm-hmm. And then I have Donovan Mitchell being left out. Damian Lillard would get in. Da- oh, Damian will get in. Devin Booker might even get in for heck's sakes. Man, if Trey Young can start, Devin Booker's going to get in. What about uh, Murray at the, in Denver? He probably oh, gets left man, out. that's a good one. Yeah, he probably does get left out. But LaMarcus Aldridge is going to get left out. Uh... What, do you know what would be really funny? Just for kicks and giggles, uh, think about it. Play the game with me. If Rudy Gobert ends up starting in the All-Star game over Jokic. Because, well, I guess the name of the starters tonight. But uh, they played Denver twice, right, in this upcoming stretch. And he dominates Denver. What do you say? And, and by D'Angelo Russell, 
Daniel Gallinari, CJ McCollum, Bojan Mojanovic, Jamal Murray, Jeremy Holly, Buddy Hield. Okay, here are your all-star West starters. Okay. Ron James. Okay. Anthony Davis. Okay. Kawhi Leonard. All right. James Harden. So Russell didn't make it then. Luka Anthony Doncic. Davis. Okay. Okay. Yep. Just, yeah. Huh? That's how I predicted. So, so now LeBron James will be the, the captain. Giannis Antetokounmpo will be the other captain. And who gets first pick? The team with the best record? So that would be Giannis. They're 39 and 6. The Lakers are 35 and 9. And then they just they go back and forth. They pick who they want on their team. Yeah. Um So, Ajay, who is, uh, now we know who the All-Stars are for the East and the West, for the starters, at least, the reserves, that will be announced, when, next week? 31st, yep. Then that is determined by the coaches? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the the players have a say in the starters or the reserves? No. I thought the players, there was some component oh, to wait, yeah, they do. involve the players. They kind of, kind of pick them, don't they? Or I, sorry. So, they, do they pick they, well, a on their fan team? vote. And there was a, I think there was a fan vote and a player vote, and then there's a coach's part of it. And I can't remember where the. But don't the captains get to pick who's on whose team or whatever? Or is that is that not how? Well, it works? after you're named a starter, then it doesn't matter. Then you're on either Team LeBron or Team Giannis. Okay. So the reserves are just named as a whole, and then you pick the reserves from there, right? I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think that the players' votes count <laughs> towards the popular up. vote. Uh. While we just research that. Oh, there we go. Unless you've got the answer and you can tweet at us or uh, text us at 435-339-0321. So it says here that NBA coaches that vote for the reserves for the respective conferences, none of which can be players on their own team. Each coach selects two guards, three front court players, and two wild cards with each selected player ranked in order of preference within each category. And doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, let's see. I yeah, it doesn't really have a whole lot after that, so I'm not sure. Yeah, coaches are not allowed to vote for their own players. Uh, if a selected player cannot participate because of injury, the NBA commissioner selects a replacement, which I don't think we'll have an issue with that this year, right? Doesn't appear to be any of the starters that have uh, that have been named are guys that would would miss because of injury. Um, if anything, you know, one of those guys that uh, has had some injury issues right now is Anthony Davis. Uh, but there's still time between now and when the All Star Game happens that somebody potentially could get hurt and they need to be replaced. Okay, so it continues here. Coaches are encouraged to vote for a player at the position that is most advantageous for the All Star team, regardless of where the player is listed on the All Star ballot or the position he's listed in box scores. If a player is unavailable for the game due to injury. Commissioner uh, selects them. If the replacement is for a fan-selected starter, the all-star coach chooses the replacement in the starting lineup. It doesn't really help, though. Yeah, I don't know how it works. Because I swear last year that LeBron and the captains chose the players on their teams. Just they for the starters. Them. Oh, just for the starters. That's it. But well, they don't choose the reserves. They, I swear they chose the reserves question. on their team. Because <laughs> don't you remember it's last so year? It's different now. Yeah. No, wait. Because last year, did Kyrie Irving start with LeBron? 
on the Eastern Conference team? Uh, I believe he did. Okay, so yeah, maybe that does make sense. But yeah, after the starters are selected, I think it's then. How is the rest of the reserve team put together? We got to look that up. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry, everybody. I should know better. I don't know though. Anyways, yeah, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, and James Harden are on your Western Conference uh, All Star roster, and then Eastern Conference is Giannis, Pascal. Embiid, Walker, and Trey Young. So, uh, I, I've got the Western Conference winning and winning by a lot. Okay, so thank you, Adrian Wojnarowski. He just tweeted this out. There is a fan rank, there is a player rank, there is a media rank, and then there's a weighted score. So this is how it was determined. So LeBron in the West was number one across the board. Anthony Davis, I'm looking just at the West first. LeBron was number one across the board. Anthony Davis was number one. And Kawhi Leonard was number, excuse me, Anthony Davis was number two. And Kawhi Leonard was number three. Nikola Jokic was number four. Uh, In the player rank and in the media rank, and number five in the fan rank. But he's not a starter. Paul George was number four in the fan rank number five in the player rank, number seven in the media rank. Nikola Jokic is not a starter because Anthony Davis already has that position. Yeah, Nikola, I mean, he's going to make it. The Joker's going to be in it. Um, So, anyway, that's kind of interesting how that's a little bit different. I don't um, like that. In the top five. Uh, By the way, Carmelo Anthony is uh, sixth in the fan rank among the front court. Seventh in the player rank, eighth in the media rank. Okay, so the guards in the in the West, Luka Doncic was a unanimous number one. James Harden was a unanimous number two. Damian Lillard comes in as a unanimous number three. Russell Westbrook, five in the fan rank, five in the player rank, four in the media rank. Donovan Mitchell is right behind Russell Westbrook. He comes in at number Seven in the fan rank, six in the players, and four among the media. God, he might have a chance to make so he it. He might make it. Yeah, he might. He could make it. There's a uh, Rudy Gobert, chance. by the way, he was number nine among front court players. Behind, we already mentioned Carmelo Anthony at number six, Brandon Ingram, number seven, Chris Stapps Porzingis, number eight, Rudy Gobert, number nine. Hmm. <laughs> I still think Rudy makes it because Cat Town's been injured. Paul George's been injured. Like, it is hard to leave Rudy off this list. If he does, Jazz need to boycott. <laughs> I'm I'm half joking, but I'm actually somewhat serious. There's just no way you can there's so, no way you can leave him off. Gobert was fifth in the media vote. So there you go. little behind the scenes, what's going on with the all-star voting and the rankings that have come out. I think basically this is um, that's a good sign for Rudy Gobert making it into the yeah, it all-star is. game. is number five in the media rank. Um, Donovan Mitchell was number four in the media rank. So those are good signs, I think, for Utah Jazz players to make it to the All-Star game as reserves. Hmm. 
Uh, coming up next, what are our midseason grades for the NBA? Who would you say is the MVP? Who's the rookie of the year? What are the biggest surprises? And who are the where are the biggest disappointments? We'll talk about that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. If you miss it, the starters for the NBA All-Star Game have been announced. No, no jazz players were included. But the results are in, and according to the stuff that Adrian Wojnarowski has uh, shared, uh, Rudy Gobert was number five among the media vote, and Donovan was number four. Uh, for their respective positions. So I think that bodes well for both to make it as reserves for the All-Star game. Also news today that charges were dismissed against uh, Jordan Love, Gerald Bright, and uh, Sean Carter in uh, uh, an incident that happened in mid-December. Those charges have been dropped. Those drug charges have been dismissed. Um, So you can read about that on CashValleyDaily.com. Jordan Love has also been invited to basically uh, an All-Star challenge even more of an all-star type event than what he's participating in this weekend. And he's getting a lot of praise, a lot of people very high on what he can do and what he is doing this week. And the Senior Bowl is on uh, Saturday in Mobile, Alabama. So stay tuned for that. It'll be shown on NFL uh, Network. But uh, with the NBA announcing their all-star teams, or at least their starters, we are at that halfway point in the NBA season. We gave our grades for Jazz uh, positions, how things have gone so far for the for the Utah Jazz, the halfway point of the NBA season. But what about our, our midseason awards throughout the NBA? Ajay, at this point, who is your MVP in the NBA? My MVP as of right now is LeBron James. At his age, Eric, what he's doing is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, this guy's, what, 35, right? 34, 35 years old, and he's still dominating the game. It's it's amazing because when this guy has an interest in, like, being on the basketball court and he wants to be there, I, I feel like he lost a little bit of that last year. He's re- he's regained it now. Uh, it's amazing. I, I think LeBron James, by far, not by far, but for me, is the overwhelming MVP so far. He leads the league in assists, what I think is really surprising. Yeah. When that team got put together, everybody's like, well, who's the point guard going to be? Oh, it's been LeBron. He's been the facilitator. He had the longest offseason he's ever had, and he looks pretty fresh, pretty dominant team in the West, in a very deep West. Uh, for me, my, my MVP is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, he's averaging 30 points a game. He is impossible to guard, and uh, th- that Milwaukee Bucks team still is so solid, and he leads that team in a lot of different ways. What he does, not just offensively, but also defensively, uh, I've got him as my MVP. Good call. Good call. What about Rookie of the Year? 
Oh man, this is t- I like John Morant. I like John Morant so far, and it's it's gonna be. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be a bit closer than I thought, but it, it's he's just a very good basketball player overall. Uh, I was looking at some numbers right now. Natalie, he's averaging just under eighteen points a game on forty nine, forty one, and eighty one shooting splits. Right, seven assists, creating thirty five, almost thirty six points in just thirty minutes per game. Uh, the next highest total for a rookie is twenty four. From Kendrick Nunn at 25 and a half. That's not even close, Eric. Not even close, man. Uh, and I know that the Memphis Grizzlies are, are still trying to find their way around life <laughs> without Marcus All, right? Without Mike Conley and, I mean, what they've done to that team and re- just resetting it and rebuilding. It's a good start. And I think John Morant has been that guy. I- I'm with you. I don't think it really is. It's John Morant, and I don't really know that there's anybody really close yet. Maybe Zion starts to change that discussion for the second half of the season, but John Morant has Memphis playing pretty good basketball right now in a team that was decimated by players being traded and leaving. They're still a, a pretty competitive team and uh, an interesting team to watch. John Morant is leading that, and uh, he's leading that charge. I, I agree with you. I think it is him... And I don't think it's close to see anybody's really challenging him for that. At least for the first half of the season. Yeah, at least for the first half, yeah. Things can change very quickly, but yeah. Uh, Who would you give the coach of the year to? I don't want to, but you can't ignore it. What Eric Spolster is doing to Miami is just awesome. Mm. Right? I mean... They have 11 wins and 17 tries uh, against teams that are 500 better. That's a 64% winning, or I guess a .64 with 7 winning percentage. Uh, that, by the way, is just behind Milwaukee. And I mean just behind them, on the hills at 6.67. Only three other teams in the Eastern Conference have a better than 6.47 winning percentage overall. Uh, and the way he's doing it, the way, I mean, the ball movement, the defensive, the selflessness, the, the teamwork, everybody's coming. I mean, and look, and by the way, you have Mr. Drama King himself, Jimmy Butler, on that team, and he's actually getting in line and being obedient and and understanding direction. Have you heard from him in For, Miami? There have been a few incidents, but there have been a few incidents. But generally speaking, yes, he is definitely a big part of their success right now, undeniably. I think he gets it just over Nick Nurse. I think Billy Donovan's. I, I know Billy Donovan. I think is is a very close second. Billy Donovan and Oklahoma City have been awesome. Um, I think that uh, you can make a very strong case for Billy Donovan after what's happened with that team. Um, I, I like where you're going with Eric Spolstra and what he's doing with the Miami Heat. But I've, I I got to go with Vogel with the Lakers. And some people say, well, that's just taking the easy road. No, actually, it's it not. I mean, this is big personalities. They're two really dynamic stars, and then a whole lot of not much of anything. And so how he's managing that and uh, managing minutes, and there have been times where guys have been hurt, guys have missed time. He's making it work, stepping into a situation that was pretty messy, and it's worked out really, really well. Uh, and Frank Vogel, uh, people speak very highly of him. He's had some stints other places where it's worked out. Uh, then for some reason it starts to wear off. But I I give him my midseason coach of the year. 
To Frank? Yeah. Because he has Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and it's really hard because, I mean, the two best players, dominant players in the Western Conference. Look, there's other teams with great players on them, but they're not playing at that same level. Oklahoma City's, they don't not, have, Oklahoma City's not that team. They don't have anybody else besides Don, besides yeah, Anthony that's Davis all and you LeBron need. James. Now, what are you talking about? They don't have anybody else. They don't need anybody else. You got LeBron James, who's been to how many straight The Clippers have Paul finals, George and Kawhi Leonard, carrying, and they're not close to carrying the players. Right LeBron James carried teams that had Anderson Verzhao, uh was it uh, Z, Big Z? Uh, they had uh, Delonte West, Mo Williams. Le- like LeBron James is on that team. Like Frank Vogel doesn't coach, man. He doesn't coach. He still has to coach. No, he doesn't because LeBron James coach. Frank is like the head assistant. If Frank draws up a play and LeBron says, give me the clipboard, I'm going to snap it in half, I'm going to do something else, nobody's going to say a dang word. Oklahoma City doesn't have those stars. I get that. And it is impressive what they're doing with the exodus of players. Jeremy Grant's gone. Westbrook's gone. But they're still finding ways to still be competitive. They're number seven in in the West. I get that. I yeah, it's tough. I just it's tough to give it when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the court together. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. It's too easy. You got to be able to find guys. Coach of the year means you find a coach who actually is dealing with what he has in his hand, which isn't as much, and seeing them still have major success. They are second in the East in Miami with Eric Spolstra minus Dwayne Wade and a drama king in Jimmy Butler. And they're doing really good things right now at the right time. Uh, they have the best home record in the NBA. Yeah. Only one loss. Doesn't hurt. Uh, who is your... And who has the... Well, never mind. The Jazz are up there. They're not number two. They're not number three, but they're close. Yeah. They only have mo- three home losses this year. Who's your, uh, your uh, sixth man of the year? You don't have one. Do I you? don't have one. I, I'm going to say Dennis Schroeder for Oklahoma City again. I think Ooh, Dennis Schroeder's been choice. really good. coming off. He the could bench. be a starter on a lot of different teams. Okay, check out his splits right now. Right, 64 percent at the rim, 30 percent from short mid range, 50 from long mid range. All mid range is 45 percent. Uh, 52 percent from corner threes. All threes, he's at 37 percent. All of those, by the way, are best personal clips in his career as of right now. He's he's been so good coming off the bench, and by the way, off the bench in the Western Conference, he's the third leading scorer off the bench right now as we stand. He's that good per game, I should say. Sorry, uh, I I love I love what Dennis I love what Sam Presti did. It was gutsy, and I love what uh, Billy Donovan doing. It's it's courageous. But, I mean, this team has just been awesome. And Dennis Schroeder, as, like Chris Paul is the major factor. Dennis Schroeder is, is right up there, though. I like that. And he has been really hard for the Jazz to handle in games past. Because um, when uh, when Paul goes out, Schroeder still is giving, giving the Jazz fits. And there have uh, been times where he's been more hard to handle than than anybody on the court. Oh, 0549 texted in and said, 
It's absolutely vulgar for sure. Coaching can also be knowing when not to say anything. Mm. Yeah, you don't say it's anything, true. man. Good what are you point. talking about, though? You don't have to say anything. It's like Steve Kerr when he had Durant, Green, Thompson, and Curry on the court. Guys, is there anything you want to say? No, we good. We're going to get it together. Great, let's go. When you got LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you don't go in there and say, look, this is what we're going to do. Because LeBron James is standing right there because he's going to yeah, easily but, correct you. But as a, that's, it's a new, it's, it's a totally unique set of coaching challenges that you have to deal with with these big egos and these big talents to make sure that they all feel like they're part of the, the, the winning. What's There's going no on. challenge in shutting your mouth. Like when you got LeBron, I'm telling you, like if it was, if it was Donovan Mitchell or if it was, uh, if it was the Sixers roster or if it was the Nets roster for right at this moment. Yeah, you're going to, I mean, there's a challenge to be like, you know, look, you guys suck right now. We got to help you. But when it's LeBron James coming off the court in a timeout, you go to LeBron and say, hey, what are you seeing right now? I'm seeing this and this and this. Let me talk to him. Great. Greg Popovich was so good at not saying anything when he had Tony Parks or Tony Parker, uh, G- Manu Ginobili, and Tim Duncan. He would let them coach the timeouts. Tony Parker, I saw multiple times, a lot of times, grab a chair, put it right in front of the starters and say, hey, look, this is what we need to do. It, 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 it's not a challenge to me. It really is. At 05 uh, or uh, 49 uh, continues, Luke Walton had the near same team and look where he's at. Good point. It proves my point. Yeah, but Luke Walton had a massive, massive ego. Luke Walton didn't, wasn't fit to be a head coach. Luke Walton isn't fit to be a head coach. Again, Mike Brown. Yeah, you know what? Hey, let's have that conversation. Mike Brown. Where is he at because of LeBron James? He's an assistant coach an now assistant. under Steve Kerr. David Blatt, one of the most genius coaches. Where is he at? Out of a job in the NBA. I have no idea Now where overseas because of LeBron James. LeBron James runs you out if you open your mouth. Tyrone Liu. He's an assistant in L.A. <laughs> because of LeBron James. LeBron James is the general manager, the owner, and the coach, and the player. Frank, is his job is to shut up and look at LeBron. Do you want me to talk or do you want to talk? I'll talk. Great. I'll stay out of the way. My, Eric Spolster has to take a team without LeBron James, without Anthony Davis, without Hassan Whiteside. Name, name one decent player on that Lakers team besides LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Danny Green? Kyle Kuzma? Kyle Kuzma is, is the hottest trade bait going into the trade Green, deadline. Green is just a February. role player. Come on. Look, last year I said the exact same thing. I said Danny Green's a bad basketball player, and I still think that today. You stuck up for him adamantly saying I don't think he's, he's a, a good player, basket. but he's a role player. Uh, on on a team full of all stars, I mean, dude, LeBron James it's and not Anthony a team Davis, full of all stars. Kyle Kuzma should, will probably should be, and he won't be, but he should be an all star. No, yeah, no. Kyle Kuzma's that good. Kyle Kuzma's a because, decent player, because but he's we not look an at the roster of Russell Westbrook and Donovan Mitchell, uh, and you know Luka Doncic, and I mean uh, Murray, right? Uh, Demar Derozan, minus those guys. Kyle Kuzma's on an all-star team. He's not an all-star. You don't think Kuzma's an all-star? Not right now. No. 
That team. That's a that's a case of a player getting extra hype because of the city where he extra plays. hype. No way. No way. He's bailed that team out. He bailed that. Like he was the reason why that team was, was still relevant is a last far year. Superior he was player. still relevant. He was. He made that team relevant last year during a really downtime. Ingram is a far superior player. Oh than no Kuzma. way! Brandon Ingram. Yes, I take Kyle Kuzma over Brandon Ingram day, night, twice a Sunday. I like Kuzma is so much better than Ingram and is so much more flexible on the court and is so much more versatile than Brandon Ingram is. And it's Ingram's pretty versatile because we forget last year that how good way. Kuzma was. Kuzma was so good last year. But we forget because now LeBron James and Anthony Davis are on the team. We absolutely forget that. It blows my mind. And because Alex Caruso wears a white headband and goes for a dunk. Why are they wanting to ship him away? Dude, what they could get in return of him is amazing. They could get first round. We're talking first round picks and a high quality player. Another one. Because Kuzma doesn't fit their system with LeBron and Anthony Davis in it. It's all about what fits LeBron. It's all about how the costume looks on him. If it doesn't look good, if the sleeves don't look good, the pants, the socks, the shoes, then he's going to get rid of it and find something that looks better. Kuzma doesn't look good because Davis and LeBron have a different system with it. LeBron and Kuzma last year, oh, LeBron loved him. LeBron absolutely loved him. Loved him. And now because he's got a new toy, Buzz Lightyear, he could care less about Woody. <laughs> All right, we're way overdue. I uh, want to get your thoughts. Feel free to text us in. What would your midseason awards, who would, the, who would get the MVP? Who would be the coach of the year? Hey, how about you love this stupid stat? Speaking of ESPN being in love with athletes, LeBron has more All-Star game appearances than all the 2020 Eastern Conference All-Stars combined. Well, no crap. Siakam's like, what, is his first one? It's probably his first. Uh, Giannis is his second or third or something like that. Third, maybe. Uh, give me, who's another starter? I'm sorry, I forget. I forget. Uh, Trey Young is making his first all-star his start. Uh, this will be LeBron's 16th, tying Well, no Kobe crap, Bryant. ESPN. Jeez. All right, we're going to get an update on uh, things going on in the Mountain West Conference with Nate Kruckman. And coming up on the other side... A Mountain West controversy, Boise State and the Mountain West uh, threatening to sue, but then they issue a statement last night. Are they mending their ways or are they just biding their time? This is your Mountain West basketball update with Nate Crickman. With their two outstanding transfers, Malachi Flynn and Yanni Wetzel leading the way. Number four, San Diego State, now 20-0. Thompson, he's their 6'10", he's their big. He gave it away. He got it back. Uh-uh. Great anticipation. Malachi stepped in front of him on the double in the post. He got it on Yanni with the left hand off the glass. Got it. Malachi Flynn, an assist. Yanni Wetzel, a basket. Wyoming, a timeout. Ted Leitner on extra 1360. Aztecs beat Wyoming 72-55 Tuesday at Viejas Arena. Flynn with 18. Wetzel with 14. 20-0 matches Kawhi Leonard's 2010-11 team for the best start in San Diego State history.
Also Tuesday, New Mexico down four starters, but they just cannot be beaten at the pitch. Zane Martin off the inbound into the key, shoots a runner, it's short, nice. rebound, and stick back goes for Corey Manigault in a strong man pose for the big fella. Robert Portnoy on KKOB, Corey Manigault, 21 points, nine rebounds, and the Lobos down San Jose State, 86-59. New Mexico now 13-0 at home. Been a rough go of late for Utah State, but they bounce back in a big way at home against Air Force. So Air Force has got the lead to 16. Here comes the press once again. Cross court to Justin Bean. Bean throwing the alley-oop. There you go. Kata throws it down there. No offensive foul. And the Aggies beat Kata and the dunk. Scott Gerard from Learfield IMG College, 72-47 the final. Justin Bean, 16-13 and for the Aggies. Two finals from Wednesday, Colorado State wins their fifth in a row, 86-68 over Fresno State at Moby Arena, led by freshman David Roddy with a season-high 26. And it was Nevada 86, UNLV 72 in Reno as Jalen Harris goes for 28. Women's hoops, San Jose State lights it up in an 89-85 win to get the first-ever season sweep of New Mexico. And that's your Mountain West basketball update. I'm Nate Kreckman. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson, Full Court Press rolling on. Appreciate the comments. We're getting in via our text line. 435-339-0321. Who would you give the uh, coach of the year? That's what I want to know. I the know midway from point you of the NBA season. Yeah, 435-339-0321. I want to know who you take as your coach of the year so far. That's where we seem to be most hotly divided. Eric we, takes we, the easy, we can see Eric each other's points on the way other out players. By picking the best, by picking the best player in the world. I mean, that's that's cool, but it's also lazy. You took you picked LeBron. I picked Giannis as our player MVPs. I went with the uh, the the head coach of the LA Lakers as the coach of the year so far, and I'm right. Takes a lot to manage those kinds of talents and be the best team in the very deep, very competitive Western Conference. All right, uh, controversy in the Mountain West. We heard the announcement uh, about a month ago that. The Mountain West was negotiating a new deal with Fox and CBS that would basically triple the amount of money Mountain West institutions would receive in a new TV deal, and it would only be for about, what, four or five years? So not a very long-term opportunity. And uh, the with that, Boise State still gets their extra bonuses that they've had historically while being in the Mountain West when they had their deal when they were with ESPN. But um, when the news was made, Craig Thompson, Commissioner Craig Thompson, made a very (laughs) distinct point to say this will be the last contract where Boise State gets extra compared to everybody else. And everybody was celebrating this new deal except for those in Boise. It's always except for those in Boise, isn't it? And uh, they earlier this week they issued a – uh, a complaint saying they, they want a jury trial. They want a jury to stand of their peers and say, look, we deserve to be treated special. We deserve extra money from the Mountain West. And then last night, a joint statement issued by both the Mountain West and Boise State 
saying, and I quote, it was very brief. Quote, last week, Boise State filed a complaint regarding media rights against the Mountain West Conference. However, that action alone does not formally begin a lawsuit. The university and the Mountain West are currently in discussions in hopes of bringing this matter to a resolution without litigation. Close quote. You can see the story. You can see the link. You can see there's a link to the, the, the lawsuit or the complaint that has been filed by Boise State on CashValleyDaily.com. Ajay, this is ridiculous. They're, they want to file a lawsuit for something that may not happen or something that's going to potentially happen five years from now. What I'm afraid about is that what if the Mountain West turns around and starts to play ball again with Boise State? Give them what they need, what they want. I hope we don't go back to that again. Stand up for who your conference is and what your conference represents. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't represent Boise State. It's not in the Mountain West Idaho. It's not the Mountain West Boise State Broncos. It's the Mountain West Conference. There's, there's what, 12 teams in this conference. It is time to stick up for them. There's, there's no I, I, question I just, Mount, Boise hope. State has helped elevate the Mountain Sure, West. but look, so as Alabama's helped elevate the SEC in football, you don't see them squawking right now. You don't, you know, it's it's fair game. It helps the conference, and I think that's, for some reason, they Boise State forgot about that. Well, to their point, to Boise State's point, it's in their clause when they came back to join the Mountain West that they would be able to negotiate separately for home games. There was no expiration date on that. So they're saying, look, it's in writing. It's right here. What you're talking about would violate this. Yeah, again, the Mountain West Conference needs to stick up for himself. I love what Craig Thompson said. I hope he lives by it, though, right? It's a recipe for disaster if you allow one school to do things that gives them such a competitive advantage above everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's not sustainable. So the Mountain West has to make a stand and say, look, we can't continue this. You'll still get opportunities. But to get $2 million extra per year, that's just not... With 11 other schools standing idly by and letting that happen, it just it was going to come to a head eventually. Yeah. All right, we got to take another quick step aside. Some final thoughts. Eli Manning, quickly, is he a Hall of Famer or no? We'll debate. Coming up next in the Full Court Press. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, last couple of minutes with you here on the Full Court Press. Eli Manning announcing officially tomorrow that he will retire from the NFL. Ajay, is he or will he be a Hall of Famer? Will he go to be enshrined in the NFL Hall of Fame? I don't think he should be, but he will be. I I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Why not? Why should he? Two Super Bowl MVPs, two Super Bowl championships. No, he's a mediocre quarterback. You played in New York, and so he's going to get the re- he's going to get respect because he played in the Big Apple. Two hundred and ten games in a row, second longest streak for an NFL player, and he still sucked. Defeated your undefeated oh, New England okay, Patriots. Okay. Whoopity da! He won a he, he won one game. Sixth all time in completions, seventh all time in passing yards, eighth all time in passing touchdowns, four Pro Bowls, 
How many losing seasons did he have? He had more losing seasons than he did winning seasons. But we're going to reward him with that because he had an overall losing record. But let's reward him with that because he played New York and he won two Super Bowls. Last couple of years, yeah, maybe in a little bit rough. But his early part of his career? Don't say it. Oh, my gosh. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I I think he will, but he doesn't deserve it. Have a great night, everybody.